Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's been a dramatic day, a dramatic finish at the Medeski Stadium yesterday. A one-all draw with Nottingham Forest, but that doesn't tell hardly any of the story. To help me talk through yesterday's game, I've been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Hi, Paul. And I've also been joined by another Matt. Oh, you'll probably know as uh, Panas and Nutmegs on Twitter. Hi, mate. Hi there, Paul. Hiya. Normally, we kind of like start and we talk about the team lineups and we talk about the, how the game in the first half went. But no, no, no. We need to scrap that today and go to those last two minutes of the match and then talk about the rest of the match in more detail. What happened, Matt? What happened in those last two minutes? Club 1871 must have been crazy. Um, yeah, I think you had people falling down the stairs, falling down the seats, falling over each other, running at the way fans. Oh, it was just, it, 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 it was just pure nuts because you went from the, the complete devastation of losing a game in the manner that we did, or potentially the manner that we could have lost it in, you know, corner not being a corner, the ball that probably should have gone out. I know Obita said there might have been a handball in there as well. You go from that to not even 20 seconds later, up the other end, an own goal, shutting the Forest fans up, which was just the most blissful thing ever. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, you wouldn't have wanted it any other way. No, it was beautiful, wasn't it? And Paddy, you were sat in the dole on the same end as me. So much controversy just about that Forest goal, because I personally thought the ball was over the line when it goes out from the header back. Um, it's hard to tell from TV coverage, but what was your thoughts on the actual Forest goal? Um, I don't. I like you say. I had no idea in real time. It was kind of one of those ones. It was fifty-fifty. Yeah. I'm a Reading fan, so I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to put my Reading tinted glasses on and say referee's got it wrong. Awful decision. <laughs> we should have won it one nil. So yeah, it's one of them. We can go either way. It's a squiffy goal for for them. We go down the other end, score a bit of a squiffy one ourselves. So it's it's cancelled out really in the grand scheme of things in terms of two bad goals for each team. So fine. And it was 120 seconds of absolute madness. So that's what I pay my money to go and watch. So it's... Yeah, it was. And that cross from Jordan Ibita as well. The quality of that cross, because he had no space to get that in. I mean, the Forest defender should have done better. You know, let's not dress that up. He's made a horrendous area there. And the Forest goalkeeper, Samba, who was entertaining, I would say, throughout the crowd. He interacted with the fans. And there's no problem with that. I don't want to see football being sterile. He took it, you know, after the match, he's tweeted out saying he shouldn't have taken the piss out of the Redden fans until full time. But he puts his hands up. You know, that's fair enough, isn't it? You're going to get involved. You've got to take it back. But... What a beautiful moment when that goal goes in. I've got people running back into the Dolan because obviously quite a few people have left, as you will see on the TV coverage if you weren't there. People coming back claiming it's going to be like those moments when, say, they saw kind of like the Foo Fighters at Reading or they saw Nirvana at Reading Festival. There's so many people that have been there. Or Robin Friday. There's about 100,000 people that have seen him score that amazing goal. But that one yesterday was... Not the biggest moment in our history in the last two or three years or anything like that, but it feels to me like it shows the team spirit and it shows the difference that we've seen under Mark Bowen and the whole players and the setup. Because if we would have walked out of that ground with a 1-0 defeat, 
that would have been totally deflating and would feel as though we were going back to where we began. But what do you think of the kind of the atmosphere at the end of the match, Sherpanas? Uh, yeah, I think the fact that we got the, the equaliser, kind of it's a point gained rather than two points lost, which is the cliche exists for a reason, because it does, does feel like we've kind of come away with almost a win there and a, a really good result. You've got a good team there in Forest coming coming to our place. And I think they put in a really good good away performance as well. They kind of dictated the tempo first 15, 20 minutes of the game. And then from there on out, it was a bit of a bitty game. They made it a bit nasty. Um, but it was two good good teams that were competitive in there, I thought, as well. We had our moments in the beginning of the second half as well, where we looked good, put them under a bit of pressure. Blackett hit in the post as well. They had chances with grabbing. I think it was a fairly balanced and, and even game, really. And I do think an equaliser, or do think a draw was probably a fair result in the, in the grand scheme of things. So in terms of atmosphere as well, I mean, we've been on the great run over Christmas. Another point there at home against a playoff chasing side. It's it's looking good at the moment. It's looking good. Touch wood. It's, we're on a good run. <laughs> yeah, we definitely are. And you can feel the momentum building slowly. And when you've got the opposition players saying that we've come to the most informed uh, team in the league and we've got a point after they've scored in the 96 minute and they still haven't won, and they're trying to take positives. That is the normal psychology in that situation. Of course you're going to do that. But it feels quite nice to be a going and think, we're in that playoff race, we're six points away from it. There is a chance, but going right back to the team lineup, Jao is obviously out because he's out now for two months with a hamstring injury. What do you think on that news, uh, Matt? It's a big blow, obviously. You know, I think I think Zhao over the over the past over the past month, really, with with, with the team coming in formal. Uh, also, obviously, Puskas got 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 injured just before, but since 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 he's come back in the team, he just offers something different. And I, I heard obviously Bowen saying in his interview um, after the game yesterday, um, we we we've almost got three four strikers who all offer something different, and it's brilliant to have. But now without Zhao, because Zhao is a very physical presence up front, he holds. Very well, um, most of the time. Um, it, it's it's, it's going to be a big loss, and it will be interesting to see what Bowen obviously does in the transfer window. I think because obviously that that's open. We've had had names touted around. Don't know realistic or or relevant. Some of some of the names that have been touted are, but it will be interesting to see what what he kind of does because the way. And I think he kind of saw it. Yes, I felt a bit sorry for Bulldog because Bulldog, he always plays better when he's got someone up with him. And I was kind of, I never like Mate up front. I'm not a fan of him up front, but it, it, it would have at least given Bulldog at least someone to maybe knock the ball onto him. Um, because Bulldog, he, 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 just, he just didn't seem almost himself. Um, when 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 he's playing up front on his own, and Brighton fans in the past have said, you know, you've got to play him alongside someone. We've seen it. Gomez tried playing him up front on his own. It just doesn't really work. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how Bowen manages that sort of situation. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he said we're going to try and bring in a strike and January transfer market is well, as we've seen, absolute chaos and madness. Panas, it's a. Uh, 
kind of situation when who are we going to get? What are we going to end up? Do we go for a similar type as Jal? Do we go for a loan? Surely, I can't see us getting another permanent. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I would have thought a permanent would be would be unlikely, given the funds we spent in in the summer. And like uh, you touched on there, Matt, as well, Bowen has also said, we've got lots of different profiles with the strikers. It's it's a really nice mixture of each time you're, you're bringing on another player, you can have a different combination. They're all bringing something slightly different. The fact that Mate can play wide as well. One thing I would mention is Danny Lodas sat on the bench here as well. I think you've got a replacement there ready-made from the academy that can slot in play minutes. We've seen him, he played about a thousand minutes or so last year of league football. He's had that introduction into senior football. We can have him coming off the bench if you if that's what you want to do. I don't think you need to go out and force it by spending money on a short-term solution when there's one ready-made in the squad already. I know we've got kind of contract disputes there that are being reported. I don't know how much, how much to read into that from what the press have said. Um, but yeah, I think I think Danny Lode is a, a perfectly viable option. If Joao's out for, for two months, you've probably got a little bit more time as well, getting up to speed, back to match fitness as well. But I think we've got enough to survive throughout this season with, with the resources we've got in the squad, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, I think the squad's looking stronger, isn't it? Everyone seems to be playing at a much higher level. And someone who kind of like, I thought kind of epitomises that is Tyler Blackett. Maybe in the first half, he didn't have a quite his best performance in the last few weeks. But the second half, the whole team as a whole, I thought, really moved up a grade. Someone who possibly, I don't know, he's kind of that in between, Michael Morrison. Because we look at that save from Raphael, and that was a fantastic save, but that's come from a bad mistake from Michael Morrison there. What do you think of that, Fanas, with uh, Morrison? With Miazga sat in the background. Well, we've seen we've seen Miazga's quality uh, last season. Haven't we've been unfortunate that he's picked up injuries, been in and out of the side as well. But I think we do need to give a lot of credit to to Michael Morrison as well. Coming in, he steadied the ship. We we switched to a back three, and he's he's a bit of an old school head it and kick it defender. And I mean that by no criticism at all. That's almost a compliment. It's what we were crying out for. That partnership of Moore and Ilori kind of struggled a little bit. Ilori was kind of a bit more on the soft side, as it were. Lovely technical footballer, but probably wasn't up to it kind of in terms of the physical demands of the championship. So we've addressed that by bringing in Morrison and he's papered over cracks that were, were there. He's addressed an issue that we had. We had a bit of a, a soft underbellies, added a bit of experience in there in the dressing room as well, which I think we need as well, because if you're looking at it, Moore and Miasco both... 25, 26, around that age group. Not the most experienced of players. And just having that steady head in the squad as well, Michael Morrison, I think perfectly fine in there. Yeah. No, that's the thing, isn't it? Because like, you've got to look at their record since he's been in the team. Yeah. Exactly. You can't really argue with it. And someone else is like Chris Gunter. Matt, Chris Gunter, I thought yesterday, had his, one of his best performances. I've seen live, because I haven't seen all of them live. I've watched them and stuff. But... I think he looks, he's massively improved defensively, I feel. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's, 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 it's interesting. I think, I, I think almost the, the improvements of, of, of all the black, uh, all, all the um, back four just is just testament to what Bowen has done since, since he's, since he's come in and, and, and we're talking about, you know, the likes of Zhao now being injured. 
But I, like, I, I don't think it's that much of a problem at the moment because our defence is so solid, you know, and, and, and I think it showed yesterday again, you know, because Forest, one of the best teams in the league, you know, they're no slouches for, for scoring goals. And we, we limited them to basically one one on one with, 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 with Raphael, which Raphael dealt with fantastically, you know, and it came from a mistake from Morrison, you know, it was a slight slip. You know, and 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 at no real point yesterday did I even think Boris were going to score, and I, I I just cannot even start remembering the last the last time I went to a Reading game and thought that, and it's just so it's so nice to almost have, and it's 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 you know we've already talked about a couple of cliches, but it's 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 the old cliche of you know you start a team from the back, and and Bowen has really really done that so far, and. And yeah, the, the the likes of Gunter have just been absolutely sensational, and we we we, we keep harping on about it. What he's going to do when Yedom comes back, but I, I I just think for the moment we just got to enjoy you know a back four that's playing absolutely fantastically. No, I agree totally. But the second half was so much better than the first half. Um, why do you think that was the case? Tactically, was there a big change there, Panas? I don't think there was a massive switch up personally in terms of tactical setup. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I just think we... I don't think there was, no. I agree, yeah. I kind of just think we almost were allowed to get into a bit more of a rhythm from from Forrest. We came out quickly and got the ball forwards a lot better, to be honest. It wasn't... It didn't feel like there was anything particularly massive that the the coach changed in setup, really. And just... It was a lot of winning second balls again, just being... When you make... You, you get that initial pressure, it's just being able to recycle the ball and... It felt like we were able to do that for a good kind of 10, 15 minutes, keep up a good good level of pressure. We started playing higher up in the upper pitch as well and just winning your second balls and recycling it. It's nothing, it wasn't anything groundbreaking that was done. It was just we came out of the blocks faster, higher intensity, and games ebb and flow. They dictated the tempo in the first 15, 20 minutes of the, the first half. We had it for the first 15, 20 of the second. Neither team capitalised on it and... We're lucky enough to get the two minutes of madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ref, well, it is kind of ironic that we did get the out of extra time due to the non-forest yeah. kind of time wasting, which we all know in our heart of hearts, Reading would do exactly the same in the position that they were in. So there's no point being righteous about it. It's just kind of funny because we kind of know it could happen to us at some point as well. But <laughs> at some point further down the line, won't it? It will. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's football, isn't it? We know the joys. It's like Forest fans, if we go there in 10 days and they beat us with the last minute goal, they are going to love it so <laughs> much, so much. And we know it could happen. But kind of like we saw another chance in the 58th minute for Morrison when it comes from a header from a corner for Mate flicks it on. And yeah, that's the kind of one where you want your striker to be really, isn't it? Morrison's great with the headers from corners, absolutely brilliant at them. But you kind of like want Bulldog to have that chance. But that's not really, is a miss, but it's not one of those ones when you think, oh, it's definitely going to be a goal with the centre-half in there. But kind of Puskas came on shortly afterwards and for uh, Sam Bulldog, what did you think of his performance and how do you think it affected the team, Matt? Um, it was an interesting one because he, like, I, I, I definitely thought when he came on, he'd still look slightly off the pace, but I mean, he's been out for... Probably nearly a month now, I think. Um, he, he 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 did look off the pace. I mean, he he had a couple of good good chances. He had his his um, speculative overhead kick, which 
if that had gone in, because that was about 10 minutes after it came on, that would have been, I think, the most perfect um, comeback into the team he could have hoped for. But um, but 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 no, he 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 got he got more or slightly more into the game as it as it did go on, um, and it culminated obviously in his in his run that forced the defender to put it put the ball into his own net. So you know you could almost. I know the um, stadium announcer tried to credit Piscas with the with, with with the goal, but it was pretty much his run that forced defender into the mistake. Um, it will be interesting to see. I think how he gets on over the over the coming weeks. Um, it'll be interesting to see if I think if he plays at Blackpool um, tomorrow night because not tomorrow night, um, Tuesday night, because obviously Bowen has pretty much said you know it's going to be another squad rotation game. It'll be interesting if he puts him in there just to try and get some minutes back into him because I think he does he will need some minutes now to get to get back into it he's been out for a while and um uh so so yeah and then obviously the option between him and Bulldog going forwards it'll be interesting because he's he's almost Bowen's faded away from playing two up top now um might is probably being forced with Puskas being out but I mean and Bulldog has been out for part of it as well but um yeah it'll be interesting to see see what what, what he does going forwards now with them yeah, so that's going to obviously affect um, the possibility of our transfers uh, coming up. He's going to be looking for that lone striker, whoever that is. None of us know. We've all seen things about Glenn Murray, but that seems to be based on bookies' odds, which I think is the least least informative bit of uh, information you can use for transfers unless you're actually involved in the transfer, which is illegal. So I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> I've got to say that... We have got Blackpool, obviously, on Tuesday. And I think I agree with you, Matt. It's going to be a complete change around, isn't it? I would see probably 11 changes. I can't see anything different. What do you think, Panos? Yeah, I think that's a perfect, perfect chance to give those that have not been playing, give them minutes. It's been a busy schedule over the, the Christmas period as well. You don't want to go picking up, picking up any silly injuries there. Um, I think all of us would like to get a cup run. Cup run going as well, but I think we've got enough quality within the side to to give the run out for the likes of Loda, Elise as well. So mm. I think it's it's perfectly fine. Rotate the squad, give everyone minutes, keep everyone happy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Elise. Big fan of Elise. Yeah, somebody put a tweet out the other day saying that if you look at Ajari, he's four and a half years older than than Elise, and you know people are expecting so much from him and. There was some criticism after the game against Blackpool, but he did set up a goal with an absolutely lovely pass for Bulldog. I know it took a really good finish, but there's definitely talent in Lisa. He's hardly played. I mean, if he's not going to play in the next few months for the rest of the season, we need to possibly find a loan for him. I mean, I'd be keen to keep him here, but if he's not going to play, and perhaps if we're going to get a more experienced midfielder in, he needs to be playing game time in maybe League One at least. I think he's, I think he's good enough for that. But how it's going to work out, who knows? So Blackpool, I think, is going to be a test for us. Um, I'm not sure we're going to get through that one, to be honest. I would like to get through it. Um, I wouldn't mind playing Carlisle as well. Just weirdly, that's the that's the stat. Stato kind of fast. I think he wants to play them. He haven't played them for 40 years or so. But what's your prediction on the Blackpool match then, Matt? Um, well, yeah, well, I think we'll, we'll see a complete complete rotation. But um, it's one that I'm not overly fussed if we even lose it, to be fair. Um, because I know it sounds sounds strange to say that, but, you know, uh, if, 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 if we lose, I'm not going to lose much sleep over it, to be fair. Obviously, I'd love us to win, you know, get a cup run, Get 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 a Carlisle draw and um, 
draw to them at home and have a midweek trek up to Carlisle. That's what dreams are made of. <laughs> um, that would be wow. <laughs> that is the nightmare, isn't it? Let's be frank. That is really is the nightmare. How do you think we're going to do there, Paz? Do you think we can get a result? Yeah, we should be able to. We've got enough quality within there to go up there and get a result. It depends what side Blackpool put out as well. It's yeah. it's one of them which could go either way. I mean, I've got no idea if I'm honest because you don't know. <laughs> no, no that's the thing. It's really hard, isn't it? Because yeah, Blackpool could decide to play their reserves as well. Exactly, it's you don't know. It's one of them. So yeah, fingers crossed we get through. Really, at the end of the day. Yeah, because the next game is not appetising for either team or <laughs> everyone involved. It really isn't. If there was a game at uh, say who we seem to get quite often, Manchester United, it would be changing our thoughts. I think on lineup, as Bowen said, depends on who we got on the draw. But we've got a couple of games coming up now that I think are really key. We've got Millwall away coming up next Saturday. And then we've got, obviously got Nottingham Forest again. <sighs> Millwall's going to be such a tough game. They're having a fantastic season as well. They're surprising a lot of people. How do you think it's going to go there, Matt, uh, at Millwall? And kind of how many points are you expecting from those two matches or hoping for? Um, well, I think I've got the strangest feeling now, Actually, with, with going to Reading games because I like I, I'm I'm going to games and I don't think we're going to lose and I and I really don't think we'll lose against Millwall either. Um, you know I've, the, the the confidence is back. Um, I think Millwall uh, did they play Stoke yesterday? I think yes, yes, yeah. yeah it was nil nil against Stoke. Um, you know when 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 I look at our squad, I think we've got more than enough quality to really start looking at pushing up pushing up. The league you know and 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 i really could given our away form as well we we seem to be going from strength to strength away from home um i could really see us getting a win there um and out out of those next two games if you come out of that with 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 four points or even even a couple of draws i think a couple of draws because we've still got a lot of the lower table teams to play at home in the remainder of our season which i think could be a very key factor in our season if we can go away and keep getting keep getting draws or the odd win to away to you know Millwalls the Forests, you know we 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 will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season I think. But um, but yeah, no, I I I I fancy us for a win next week at Millwall. Yeah, no, I, I just really don't like underestimating the challenge of playing Millwall when they're in form. That is a real tough one. They've kind of everything that we've got, but even more. They just run, and then they run a bit more, and then they run a bit more. The intensity is there. So how do you think that one's going to go, Fanners? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. It, it, it depends who can kind of turn it into the football match that they want it to be. We've got the ability there to to run the midfield, dictate the tempo with the likes of Swift and Ajaria in there. And that's kind of what we did when they came to our place. I thought we, we got a couple of early goals and dictated the tempo. I think a lot of it is going to depend on who gets the first goal in both of those games, really. I think we've shown throughout the season that we're very strong when we do go ahead and we haven't lost many leads. I don't think we've lost one. I think we've picked up three points every time we've gone ahead at home, haven't we, so far this season? And we've got a good record away from home when we have gone ahead. So it really is dependent upon who turns it into the kind of match they want it to be with with Millwall there. So if... It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a real tough one. To, I'd, I'd be happy with two points from both those games, in all honesty. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I, that would not be a disaster at all. Even before the game yesterday, I would have taken a draw before the match. 100%. As far as the quality team. So, 
yeah, they look a little bit, they, I think they're a little bit ahead of us in development and kind of just the whole club, I feel. I know they're a bigger club, I'm not going to start on that. I said enough on that on Twitter last night. But it's kind of just the way they've set up their whole system is a lot better than ours at the moment, a little bit ahead. So thank you for uh, listening. Um, if you haven't followed us already on Instagram and Facebook, please do uh, get more coverage there. And uh, we will be back after, we'll be back with a preview actually before the Millwall match and uh, after the match against Millwall on the Sunday. Hopefully we'll be talking about another three points. So cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye.